Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 134. Never underestimate the power of at least one person believing in you. Now, I had seen a post uh, from an anonymous writer somewhere online that was talking about, you know, the power of at least one person believing in you. And I wanted to go further into this. I wanted to do some personal reflection and share what I've learned about this with myself, as well as maybe look a little bit more of the scientific study. Now, yes, I agree that we're, we, we never, we should never need external validation. Does it help? It can when it's coming from the right place. And there's even some scientific studies, which I'm going to bring up here in a little bit. Now, I like this for several reasons, this topic. And I I believe the context of the one I saw online was also around like the home, the the dynamic in the home, like in a a relationship in, in a couple. Let me first, let me address that, but then address this as a whole. And then I want to talk about some various topics and then the power of of making sure you have at least one person in your life that believes in you. So in relation to this particular post, and I think it was like from a, an online Instagram account, like, you know, trust God, bro, or like a, like an account like that, that's very, you know, spiritual and talks about God. Believing in somebody who is exhibiting their potential, not, not, not the people who maybe they're not necessarily living up to their potential and they don't even give a shit or any of that stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. But if you've got somebody in front of you, anybody, a friend, a relative, your partner, your spouse, anybody, you know, your student or your, um, your mentee that has that they they are showing up they're showing up to their potential they're doing the work they believe in themselves you're able to assess from their character that they're really trying believe in them the power that you give to believing in them just might be enough to keep going on the incredibly hard incredibly lonely days and I had seen this discussion also come up you know uh, in uh, other online folks talking about this from you know a relationship dynamic in the home whether you have one entrepreneur or two entrepreneurs whatever it might be Um, and the belief is real when you don't have that belief in them And yes, maybe they have enough belief in themselves, but when you don't have that belief in them, it can almost be such a devastating blow to their toughest days. Um, It's not, now this isn't about being delusional, by the way, either, or that, you know, like they want to, you know, do something that's so, uh, this 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 is more about somebody who is actively participating in their life, in their role, in a mission, in a purpose, it doesn't mean that they may, you know, it, it, it can easily pivot. It doesn't mean that that is going to be the thing, but they're dedicated. They're, they're willing. They're doing it. 
We need to honor those people. They deserve our respect. And I, you know, I've, I've seen, I've, as an entrepreneur myself, I've dealt with this. Um, I've been very fortunate that along the way, I had some very instrumental key figures in my life, especially when nobody knew me or when I was having some of my darkest moments. I always had at least one person. Um, I can tell you right now that even if right now you feel like you don't have one person, I assure you that somewhere there is one person who believes in you. You just got to put yourself out there and do something or seek out a mentor or seek out a coach or, you know, um, do the work, make sure you're around environments. You know, it could even be co-working environments where other people are also pursuing their dreams. Put yourself in environments where at least one person will find you and that can make a difference. But I can definitely tell you, I've had plenty, plenty of people who didn't necessarily believe. And some, I bet there was plenty in there that actually did, but their choice of words was not, simply because of their own insecurities. Now, the importance of this topic is, I I was reflecting on this when it was in relation to my father. My father, uh, and I realize it's so many different for each each person out there. And I realize everybody has a different dynamic with their parents. It's not so much about the parents at this point in this story as it is as my relationship to this individual. Um, because I realize everybody, some people will have different dynamics with their families and it could be somebody different in your life. You know, it could be a teacher, it could be a coach, it could be a mentor, it could be anything. My father just had a way of wanting to understand my thinking and he had a way of listening to my ideas when nobody thought what I was talking about put it this way I thought the internet was going to be the future you are listening to me the internet now but you can imagine if you're going back about 25 years that was a joke you know and people like okay sure and he's like no there's something there's something onto this with the internet what do you want to do with it I'm like, well, you know, I have all kinds of thoughts. I just, I see it as the future of business. I see it as the future of servicing customers and, and, and how do we do business across countries and cultures and all this stuff. And he goes, you know, he's like, I like it. Like I'm, I'm looking into the internet. This is going to be huge. He was a confidant in that he, he wanted to understand. And it wasn't even about, you know, let me just cheer him on because he's my son. It wasn't even, it wasn't even like that. It was, it was just sort of like, interesting what you're finding. I'd like to look into it myself. And because he was a more seasoned businessman and entrepreneur himself, he would come back to me and be like, you're onto something, you know? And he just had this way of consistently believing in me when nobody at times believed in me. And there were some low moments and I was having this discussion with my mother. You know, my father has passed. He's been he's been passed away for uh, four years now. I was having this discussion with my mother, and she's like, "He always believed in you." She's like, even at times where I had no clue what you were doing, you know, and didn't even begin to understand it. She's like, you know, but she's like, I knew you were capable. You've always been capable. She's like, but he he was unfailing with his uh, his his belief in you. 
She's like, and in a lot of ways, I think he wanted to make sure that you did the things that were closest to your soul versus taking the easy way out and taking the type of jobs out there that, um, that don't resonate, but that simply, you know, look good on paper. And so I think he had a personal attachment to the belief in me as well too, to ensure or a personal responsibility that has shaped my whole life. And that's why I'm saying there's power in at least one person believing in you. And there were moments when I lost my jobs, my home, my wife, my uh, sanity, <laughs> you know, whatever it be, um, you know, relationships, deaths, so many different things. And along the way, he just had this way of reminding me, like, you're on path, you're on path, you're on path. And I'm like, this is a pretty rocky path. <laughs> like, what, what do you mean I'm on path? This can't be any. He's like, that's how you know, you know. And he would assure me, he's like, you, you see the bigger picture. You see things differently. Look at what you're looking at. Take time to look at what you're looking at. Reflect on it. And he was right. He was right. I mean, at the time, it was sometimes hard to, to, to see that. When, and, and here's the point I'm trying to make. When we're in it and we're, we're, listen, it's a lot of work to be emotionally regulated. We have to constantly work on our emotions all the time. And at any given point in time, when the stress is high and the stakes are high and all the things are coming at us, we can be almost like an out-of-body experience and not be in alignment with our heart, not be in alignment with our sanity, not be in alignment with our vision, not be in alignment with what we know to be our truth. And in those moments, it's great to have somebody, at least one person that's like, you're not crazy, but you need to, you need to rein it back in. Like you need to take a step back, take a pause, take a look at yourself. Look at how far you've come. Now, now I have more than one person. And any of you listening right now, I'm going to tell you right now, if any of you are listening and you're like, I don't have somebody, then, then let this episode be somebody that's listening to you and is telling you, like, you got this. You actually got this more than you realize. Just stop paying attention to the external world for a moment. Take a pause. Take a breath. Take a look at where you're at and take a look at where you really want to go. But you've got this. And you know you've got this. It's just that it requires you to change direction, change environments, change people, change thoughts, change actions. It's change. And we're not always good with change, but you're going to have to get over it. Change is beautiful. So, you know, so for me, it was really, I had this relationship with my father. And I'm telling you, I mean, there were, mo there were moments I was so low that I was like, I, I, what am I doing? What am I doing? And my father... But father, in his genius ways, because he, while he was a communicator, he wasn't. Like, he's not a communicator like me. You know, we didn't always have, like, all these heartfelt talks or anything like that. It's just that he had the clutch, the clutch um, information at the exact right time. And I've mentioned that before on this podcast. So for me, my father was a very big um, inspiration in at least one person believing. Now, I've also had the, obviously, and I mentioned, I've had the opposite, you know. I remember... Um, I, you know, when I was married, I had a father-in-law who didn't understand anything I was doing and was like, what is this internet stuff? What are you doing? Do you even have direction? Do you have this? Do you have that? You know, uh, when I, um, uh, dated after my marriage within like, you know, a year or two, you know, there were a couple of instances where they didn't understand what I did. And, um, you know, it, it, it can almost feel like 
someone choking the life out of you if you're not careful when they doubt you. Their doubting you is not you, it's them. And we can refer back to that episode if we need to, <laughs> you know, where I said it's not, it's not you, it's them. So when we can't expect everybody to believe in us, we can't. That we can't expect anybody to do anything for us. However, we can definitely receive and respect at least one person that is willing to show us that belief. Well, we respect all people regardless of whether they believe in us or not. That's not the point. The point is that um, we want to receive at least one that is willing. Okay. Now, I often talk about, you know, it's not about the external. It's not about, you know, we have to have this internal guidance system. We have to have connect with our soul, connect with God. Absolutely. But we still live in a physical world. And I can't tell you how many times it's like being in the gym and working out and bench pressing and you have a spotter, someone who's going to basically push you through that moment. And, and they've got you in case you get a little stuck trying to lift up the weight right? They're a spotter, but they got you. And so there is definite resilience and power in having at least one person believe in you. Why? Well, psychologically, it boosts self-confidence, gives you emotional resilience, increases your motivation. But I did look into the scientific side of this. And there were two things that I thought were really interesting. One is called, and I, I hope I have this pronounced right, the Pygmalion effect. And the uh, second thing I want to talk about is some of the neurological studies about what actually is happening when people believe in you. So the Pygmalion effect is a psychological phenomenon where higher expectations lead to an increase in performance. It was named after the Greek myth of Pygmalion, a sculptor who fell in love with a statue he created that later came to life. This effect illustrates how our beliefs and expectations can shape reality, both for ourselves and others. So here's how it works. Expectation drives behavior. Now, we have to be very careful with expectations. It's um, not meant to be, I want an expectation of you to do something specifically for me. It's an expectation of, uh, I see who you are. I'm listening. I'm paying attention and I'm understanding. And I want to hold you accountable to your highest and best self. So I'm willing to be there alongside with you, but you still have to do the work. And we see this all the time. Uh, there were some examples that I, I, I put here in education, in the workplace, in relationships, in personal development, right? Coaching and mentoring and personal development. Look, many of you, if you want to hire a coach, just know this. The coach isn't going to do the work for you. I've had people who've hired me and they weren't really, they really weren't doing the work. And I'm like, well, of course you're not going to see the, the outcomes. And ultimately I'll, I'll cut a relationship off from coaching it in terms of that. Um, meaning like, Hey, if you're not, what is the expression? Uh, the, when you're ready, the teacher will appear. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. If you're not ready, make yourself ready or find a way to get ready. And then you hire somebody and you listen and you show up. The beautiful part about having a coach or a mentor is they're basically giving you direct guidance to shorten the learning curve. All you have to do is show up. I have coaches in health, nutrition, in weight training, in uh, business, in finances, in 
uh, spirituality. I mean, in every aspect of my life, I have a coach or a mentor on purpose. I know I'm consistent in doing the work. I just need to know what right work to do. So you can also make it possible to have somebody believe in you simply by showing up. And in the Pygmalion effect, what happens is, so it says, when someone such as a teacher, boss, mentor has high expectations for another person, they tend to treat the person differently. They offer more encouragement, opportunities, and resources. All you have to do is show up. And then the positive feedback loop is that there's a favorable treatment. It leads to better performance, which then reinforces the original high expectations, creating a positive feedback loop. Meaning, I tell you to do something, you perform it, you get some data, and you're able to track the, the, the performance. We discuss it, and then we do it again, we do it again, again, and again, again. I'm like, there we go. We're making some traction. Okay, now try this. Now pivot that. Um, Tim Grover and Kobe, right? Kobe Bryant and Tim Grover, his performance specialist. Kobe knew he was good. He knew he was exceptional. But by having Tim Grover there as a performance specialist, they could constantly track progress that created a positive feedback loop. And then the Pygmalion effect also includes the self-fulfilling prophecy. It says, ultimately, the person for whom the expectations are set starts to believe in their own capability and is motivated to meet those expectations, making it a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's very, very simple. You're having an external person help with the management of the thought inputs that are happening for you while also giving you specific plays or moves or resources or ways to do things that then you show up and do the work. And in doing the work and, and, and bringing your soul into the mix, you start to see a certain set of results that then start to snowball from consistency. And ultimately, that's why I say, you know, I've, I've had this before where I've been building a lot of different things for the future. And people say, well, how do you know what's going to happen? And I say, well, I'm building for it. I'm preparing for it. And they go, yeah, but how do you know? And I'm like, I'm building for it. And we get into this funny loop. Like, I don't understand how you know what's coming. I'm like, I'm building for it, which means I'm driving my strategy, my, my perspective, my vision towards it. My soul is guiding me towards it. So I'm already preparing for something that I know is a way, a place I'm moving towards. So I know the outcome. So in the Pygmalion effect, right? And having somebody who believes in you that you work with as those examples I gave in, in education, it'd be a teacher and a student relationship. In the workplace, it could be a manager and an employee. In a relationship, it could be spouse to spouse, parent to child. Let me tell you something. The spouse to spouse is a big one. It's That is an absolute big one. Believing in your spouse. Now, I get it. If they're not necessarily showing up, it could be frustrating. Then you show up for yourself and keep building and in your own home, in your own autonomy, in your own independence of just constantly being a better and better and better person. That will automatically influence your spouse. You're not here to necessarily change your spouse. You're here to influence from your own actions and behaviors. Sometimes believing in them is believing in yourself so you continue to build upon yourself so they can see what's possible when they're having a problem seeing what's possible. And the neurological studies that I looked up, it was interesting to see that... It, it was interesting. They basically said that Social support and belief from others can positively affect the brain and consequently performance. Examples. One is oxytocin and social bonding. 
Research has shown that the hormone oxytocin, often called the love hormone, plays a significant role in social bonding. What they found was when someone believes in you or shows you support, your brain releases oxytocin, which not only makes you feel good, but also reduces stress and anxiety. Then there was the dopamine and reward circuitry. The study said that studies on the brain reward circuitry have found that social rewards can activate the release of dopamine, which we all know. I mean, you see this all the time. Positive social interactions, like receiving praise or feeling supported, can trigger the release of dopamine, which is associated with feelings of pleasure and satisfaction. My friends, the favorite sports that you watch, or the people going for the Olympics, or uh, people who have coaches or mentors for their business, or whatever it might be, if they're reinforcing you every single day while you're in the battlefield, while you're in the arena, that's dopamine daily that's being released. What do you think is going to happen? Right? And then uh, more studies, prefrontal cortex and decision-making. Research has indicated that social support can positively affect the prefrontal cortex, the area of the brain responsible for decision-making and self-control. Imagine that, decision-making and self-control. So now believing in somebody is actually helping their own clarity and emotional regulation, self-control, discipline, so believing in somebody is actually helping push them towards the ideal person that you're hoping that they become, not actually pushing them away when you don't believe in them and you're pessimistic or cynic or whatever it might be. You can be, I like to call what I call, uh, I'm a, a rational optimist. I'm always optimistic, but, I'm, uh, but I believe in rational part in there is that you, know, you still have to show up, you still have to do the work. And then there was also study of mirror neurons and empathy. The discovery of, oh wait, excuse me real quick, with the prefrontal cortex and decision-making, when you feel supported, your prefrontal cortex functions more efficiently, improving your decision-making abilities and helping you perform better in various tasks. What do you know? So if you're supporting somebody, they just might show up even more for you while they're showing up more for themselves. And the next thing is mirror neurons and empathy. The discovery of mirror neurons has provided insights into how empathy works. These neurons fire both when you perform an action and when you see someone else perform that action. This neural mirroring can enhance learning and performance, especially when you're in an environment where others believe in you and model positive behavior. What do you know? What you want to see in somebody else, you have to be yourself. What you want to see in somebody else, also be in yourself. Also be doing the work. And you'll actually help influence them like I mentioned a minute ago. And then one of the final studies, uh, final findings was stress response and the amygdala. Research on the amygdala, the brain's fear center, has shown that social support can modulate the stress response. When you feel supported and believed in, your amygdala is less likely to trigger a stress response, allowing you to approach challenges more calmly and effectively. That's why I have my family a lot of times tell me, they're like, wow, you're always so calm. And, you know, I'm, and I say, it's like, well... You know, I want to bring that to to my people. So uh, I know what it's like to feel when you feel supported and believed in. I want to do that for others just the same. And then it helps calm somebody. Just like I said, if you stay calm and you help and believe in somebody and support them in that moment, it's about at that moment being very present. And I, I'm going to end on this. It's it's about being very, very, very present with that person in that moment say, what is tripping you up? What is bothering you? Let me tell you something. Here's what I know about you. Here's what I, you know, I see in you. Here's what I believe in you. But, you know, and then also being honest. But, you know, I know that 
you got this. You got to just keep going. You got to keep doing the work. But I'm here. I got you. We can believe in people and hold them accountable. That's what we should be doing. We're holding them accountable to their highest self while we're holding ourselves accountable to our highest self. Never underestimate the power of believing in one person believing in you or you believing in somebody else. There is a mirror effect going on. I love you guys. I appreciate you. This is a very powerful, passionate topic. Never underestimate the power of one person believing in you. It makes a difference. Go out there and believe in somebody. Go out there and receive somebody believing in you. And if you can't find anybody, then you've got me right here through this podcast. But you still got to show up and you got to do it. You got to like show up to your life. Be the sculptor. Be the designer of it. Be the creator. Work with creator. Work with God. Work with your soul. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in every single day. Please leave a written review on Apple as it helps expand the awareness of the show. Please leave a five-star review on Spotify. It takes two seconds. I appreciate you guys. Until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in. And you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.